0: Welcome, everyone, to the How to Get the Most Out of College podcast. There's a lot of talk about where to go to college, but not nearly enough about how to go to college, and it's the everyday decisions that drive your success. I'm your host, Elliot Felix. I've been a consultant to more than 100 colleges and universities, helping them improve their student experience, and I'm the author of How to Get the Most Out of College, where I take what I've learned about how college works and make it work for you. Internships are such an important part of the college experience. It's where you explore or maybe find a career, where you build skills, where you find community, build a network. You establish a goal and find a way to connect your coursework to that goal. And we know from research that students who complete internships, they're one and a half times more likely to think their education was worth the cost and they're 1.8 times more likely to find their work meaningful after graduation, which makes sense because you're, you're trying things out, you're sampling it, you're on a path. And so I'm so excited for today's conversation with Greg Hoffman, who's the author of Emotion by Design and is the former CMO at Nike. And this is going to be a special episode. But it's sort of two in one because Greg's wearing two hats. Like when you read... Emotion by Design, the power of his internships really jumps off the page. I thought it'd be great to hear his story, but also that of internships he's facilitated, he's run, been involved in at Nike, and we'll try and intersperse
1: the two. Welcome, Greg. Great to have you. Elliot, thanks for uh, the invitation to have a conversation on something I'm very passionate about, which is the power of internships, and they certainly played a big part in my life, not only as a professional, but as a human being on the path to growth. So thank you. I would
0: love to hear a little bit about the internships you had and path to growth, what you learned from them. I know from the book, there is, of course, interning at Nike and also at the Walker. Tell us a little
1: bit about your experience. Sure. Well, I almost have to start before that, which is I had two really strong passions growing up, which was sports and art. And I got to practice and lean into those passions early on in my life as a child. And then you always believe that maybe at some point you'll have to pick a path, right? And I certainly did when I went and pursued education at the Minneapolis College of Art and Design. And I kind of put sports on the back burner, if you will. But then as I completed my senior year at MCAD, luck would have it that Both of those passions would come back into my life in the form of two different internships. And the first internship right out of college was at Nike, right? Nike at the time, this is the early 90s, was this brand that was becoming a global phenomenon, right? And Just Do It was becoming part of culture and as were so many of the athletes that nike partnered with so the idea that i could drive across the country from minnesota to portland in my parents van and participate in this internship which by the way was nike's first organized internship right they had just opened up their world campus and so this was their first opportunity to have a structured internship at a campus that brought all employees from Nike into one location. So I was arriving at a pivotal moment in the brand's growth, if you will. But that was a three-month internship, and I learned many lessons, and maybe we can talk about those over the course of this conversation. And then knowing though that this was just a moment in time because that internship would end at the end of the summer and I would drive that van all the way back to Minnesota because I had gotten a year-long internship at the Walker Art Center, which like Nike was an innovator and leader in its sector of contemporary modern art, right? Although based in Minneapolis, it was absolutely an international player and an institution that had great influence in creating both exhibitions as well as you know inviting broader groups and communities into the world of art and so like nike many different learnings over the course of what became eight months because the calling from nike was quite strong to come back and work there full time so i ended up leaving the walker Art center internship a little bit early, but I can tell you that in both cases, they both complemented a lot of things that I learned while in college and at the same time filled in a lot of the gaps, right? Because at the end of the day, oftentimes the real world within a business culture is going to teach you things that, quite frankly, you can't find in any curriculum or syllabus. So That's just kind of broad strokes what those two opportunities were for me and ultimately being able to combine art and sport in the way that Nike creates stories and products and experiences was really a dream come true for me and something that I ended up practicing there for 28 years.
0: That's awesome. You're bringing together sports and art. You're bringing together your college experience and your practical experience in business. I would love to pull on that thread about in some ways it was complimentary, in some ways it was it was filling in gaps. What were some of the ways that it reinforced what you were learning at, at MCAT and what other folks might be learning in college? And what were some of the ways that it was filling a gap? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Oftentimes when you're in college or university, you're, you're trying to become deeply fluent in a particular discipline, right? That's going to be your superpower. In my case, that was graphic design and going even further, being great at, at that time, print communication. And so what you haven't necessarily developed, and this is what we call being a T-shaped player, is you create deep fluency and competency on a particular expertise or discipline, but you also wanna develop the ability to look across an entire business and figure out how you can connect all those different dots that's gonna create the strongest solution, or look across all the different team members and figure out how to connect with one another. That's why we call that T-shaped leadership, but it's often hard to develop um the skills that it takes to look across beyond what's in front of you so when i arrived at nike which is a very team based environment where collaboration is the act of collaboration is held in rarefied air it's in some ways the most important characteristic that an individual can have that idea of playing well with others right so showing up there i was able to immediately make myself useful through the practice of graphic design. But at the same time, I had to learn to work, one, where resources and timelines aren't infinite, and that there's a lot of parameters that that you may not experience as a college student. And then part two is you're dealing with a multitude of personalities, and your job is to figure out you know it's that idea of being both self confident and self aware right you have the confidence in your skills to to lean forward right and be assertive at the same time you have to learn how to be self aware in terms of both how you're showing up and selfless in terms of how you're you're practicing that idea of pulling everybody together to rise higher as, as a team because Oftentimes a team is always going to beat an individual in the long run, certainly in the arena of innovation and design and creativity. So yeah, the art of collaboration is one that's really hard to pick up with, not always, but can be more difficult within a college setting. But when you get out into some of those real world situations, And certainly internships can put you in those situations. You can learn really fast. It's almost like a graduate school on how to work as a team and what your role is. and when you should lean forward and when you should listen and learn. And I always say this, this mantra of listen before you lead, soak up what you're seeing and hearing and feeling, and then figure out the best path forward. And that can come through internships.
0: It sounds like the internship brought with it some constraints that were helpful and the opportunity to collaborate with others and to learn, not just the technical skill of graphic design, but the, the human skill of self-awareness, self-confidence. Is there a moment, is there like a defining moment? I don't know if you learned this the hard way or an experience you had where you really leaned into that to learn how to collaborate, to
1: get the right self-confidence. Well, oftentimes the, the artistic pursuit or the experience of a designer is one that's quite personal, one that's about authorship, one that's about individual achievement. And that's all good, right? It's passion for your craft and your passion for your expertise and realizing that through something that you're building, right? But that can also hold you back as well when you start to move into a business environment. You know, I was an intern and then seven years later, I was head of the department that I was an intern for. And I found myself leading the very folks that I was interning before, you know, seven years prior, but I wouldn't have been able to achieve that if I hadn't grown as an individual, as someone who had the ability to not only continue to hone your, your expertise, but at the same time, learn how to leverage the skills of others, learn how to empower those around you to achieve the collective aspiration, right? But that process started when I was an intern because it was the first time I was in an environment and I would be in, in these meetings and I would, it was almost like, you know, the game of soccer or football, right? Where people are passing the ball back and forth ideating and building on each other's idea. And it was less about taking credit or being the one that was responsible for the idea, right? More importantly was serving something out into the world that had great meaning and was profound in some way. And that Nike to do that, it came through playing as a team versus one individual holding on with everything they had to their idea. So that everyone would know that they were responsible for it. So that's just one of the biggest, you know, lessons during that time. And you start to figure out how to continue to have your own personal identity, um, that comes through the way you show up and the way you lead and the way you contribute to a certain project. And at the same time, how you build the collective identity of the team. And I think when you think of world-class brands, that's not possible unless they have a world-class culture and a culture that's predicated on radical collaboration and selflessness.
0: You're trying to empower others and elevate them. And you're seven years later, you're on the, the organizing end, as opposed to the kind of receiving end of that. What are some of the things you put in place or with your team to create fantastic internships, you know, seven years later and help students learn this authorship versus impact balance and the constraints, the working as a team, were there specific like practices, you know, things
1: you did to drive those points home? Well, I think what's powerful about brands such as Nike is medium and large scale brands are able to create culture or a team of interns, if you will, that work within a variety of different divisions and disciplines around the company, right? And they have particular accountabilities within those teams and divisions. But at the same time, parallel to that, throughout the internship, they're coming together as an internship, intern community. And within that community, they're also tasked. With driving a particular project. So imagine breaking into teams and not only do you have, you could call it your day job as an intern, right? But at the same time, you know that throughout the three months or six months, that you're also going to be bringing to life and presenting back a point of view and a direction on something of great importance for the brand. And the reason I bring that up is oftentimes what can happen within an internship. As there can be moments of downtime, there can be moments where an intern is feeling a bit bored and I think it goes both ways. I think it's on the employer to figure out while we have this incredible opportunity to have this individual learn from us, we also have an opportunity to learn from them, right? Because more often they're the ones deeply embedded in youth culture or what's happening in global trends, right? And, and so I think it's quite powerful if a company can recognize and actually have a project that runs the entire duration of an internship that that intern can work on in parallel to all the day-to-day activities. And so there's less pressure to fill time with busy work, if you will. Because you're stating that, hey, we have some important things we're pondering right now, and we'd like you and your peers, your internship peers, to work on forming a point of view around that. That was one of the things we learned is that you can have a variety of tasks. It just doesn't have to be whether you have a lot going on on a particular day or not, right? Because at the end of the day an internship is only as fruitful and as powerful as the time that the employer is willing to put into making that experience one that is beneficial to both parties and of course the intern themselves has to also play their role in showing that passion and going beyond the call of the job. So that, that's just one that I've, I see works really, really well. I've seen this as well, just even with my own son, who's graduated this year from Occidental College, and he also did two different internships. And I like the way they structured it with, there's going to be particular tasks that you're doing every day, but we're also going to look out to the end of this internship. And we want you to also work on this three month project as well. So I think that's powerful, but you know, a couple things that I would say to any. Soon to be intern or someone who's looking to pursue an internship, right? I think there's three things that you should be doing. And one is, you know, you have to set your vision. Like at the end of the internship, what do you want to have accomplished? That can't just be left for chance. It can't just be arbitrary because if you want to be intentional about the time you're going to put in at an internship, what are you putting the time in for? So painting a picture of what that end in mind vision is, you know? And then the second thing is, what do you want to be famous for during that time? In the way you show up, what are you going to be known for? And I encourage people to write down what are the three characteristics or traits that you're going to live and embody every day of the internship so that when you're not in the room and there's a potential hiring opportunity, right? And your name goes up on the board. You want to make sure how people perceive you is the same as how you feel you're showing up. And I just, I really believe in the idea of dream it, write it out and live it and really go through those processes. And I think that's important for interns as well, especially if your ultimate goal is to find your way as a full-time employee with that brand. It's such great advice for
0: student interns and for employers about how to have the day job working on projects, but have the long-term intern project and work individually as well as on a team. And for students to start off with some vision, a set of goals, the traits they're going to embody, what they're going to be famous for during their internship. I love that. My internship sophomore year of college, this was not intentional, but I, I started to do impressions of some of the older, more experienced people. And uh, for whatever reason, that comedic routine became a bit of a calling card. So you never know what it's going to be. I feel like my facilitation style is like a mix of stand-up comedy and strategy. So you never know.
1: I have another mantra. You know, show people your personality, and they will respond to your humanity. I think we're in a place that it's really valuable. This gets back to why diversity is important, certainly within the world of innovation, right? Because innovation happens in the intersections and it's not just the intersections of unique expertise, professional expertise. It's the intersection of unique life experiences that forge unique perspectives. Because when you bring people like that together from different walks of life, you open up your aperture for empathy and curiosity, which are both rocket fuel for innovation. So you just talked about allowing the people that you worked around to see who you were, stepping out of the the mask or the act that sometimes we put on and letting people see who you are. And I think there's a time and a place for that in, in, in a professional situations, certainly when it comes to the art or creative side of the business. We've covered so much ground, fertile grounds
0: about during the internship, what to do, how to make the most of it. I would love to spend a little bit more time on the before and after advice you have on getting an internship, how you got yours, how you made those connections, you know, put yourself out there, how you explore different opportunities. And then how you took what you learned as an intern and, and, put it back into studies or put it into your, your future path.
1: Yeah. you know, it's a great question. And certainly there was no playbook for me, if you will. Right. And I had to learn a lot just from people coaching and mentoring me. And I do recall my first conversation when I started to think about applying for the Walker Art Center internship. And the head of the design department at the Walker Art Center was Lori Haycock Magla, and she was, uh, had an incredibly high profile in the world of design and someone who is quite revered. And my, in my initial conversation with her, she said, it's kind of a directive. Like, I think it would probably be a good idea for you to invite me to your senior thesis presentation. Now. I wasn't thinking that, but that's pretty logical, right? You're trying to get an internship at this place. So it makes sense to invite her to be a part of the audience, which I did, which put more pressure on me, of course, but it's in those pressure situations that you learn a lot about yourself, right? And it's all the better when you maybe overcome some of your insecurities in those moments and take things to a different level on that. So I do think this idea of, you know, either using specific moments within the school year where you can potentially use those as opportunities to engage with certain business leaders who you might have an affinity for a particular agency or a company. And it might be an opportunity to invite a leader from one of those to join something that you're going to be sharing something, right? as a way for them to get to know you as an example, or you can also sometimes create a moment and certainly today with all the digital tools and capabilities and platforms that we have at our disposal, there's a a lot of unique ways you can create content that can show people your values, your expertise, and what you care deeply about, right? So that's just, you know, from a personal story i got a little assist and help from the very person i would be interning for and on the nike side it was more sometimes it's a little bit of planning and a little bit of luck i don't believe luck just happens on its own you you almost have to plan in ways and and live in a committed way to your craft and your passion and then luck will find you right With Nike, was more about how I showed up while I was there during the internship and the fact that the minute I left, they were doing everything they could to bring me back. And they never stopped, you know, and ultimately I ended up driving back to that brand in the Pacific Northwest. Part of that was, you know, at the end of the day, internships should never be a burden to both the intern or the employer. (laughs) That's not good. For everybody. That's why I talk a lot about the word passion and passion creates energy, right? And energy is infectious within an organization. And you can really make your mark in a environment where maybe there's some complacency and monotony and people have been together for a long time and here you, the intern come right with this fresh energy and passion on something. And use that to your advantage, and it will have kind of a ripple effect in the organization. One other thing I'll say here is that I believe in this idea of being a lifelong learner. And certainly you're learning a lot within an internship experience, but that never stops. You want to take that same spirit throughout your entire career in this pursuit of expanding your mind, your skill sets, expanding... The empathy and curiosity you have for the outside world and for other people's life experiences, and all those are going to contribute to you being a better leader and, quite frankly, a more enjoyable work experience.
0: That's really great advice. Creating or looking for those moments when you can demonstrate your interest, your skill, your passion in order to get the internship. And then while you're there, I think is such good advice. And I, I, I would love to echo that because I think sometimes students hold back on reaching out to folks because they're worried that they may not answer. You may be reluctant to put yourself out there. You know, my experience and so many others I talk to is you'd be surprised at how willing others are to give you feedback, to look at your work, to give you advice, and I remember my own thesis project was a new kind of library sited within unused spaces within the new york city subway and i thought gosh the head of new york public library used to be at my school so when i'm going shot in the dark i'll email and he wrote me back three minutes later when can we talk you know and we had these great conversations and i was hesitant to reach out it added so much to my project and to my path forward so i think it's such great advice to think about those moments and then You know, what's the worst can, that can happen, right? They don't answer your email. So it's great advice to put yourself out there. Final advice from you, Greg, on how students can make the most of an internship as they're getting the most out of college.
1: Yeah, well, the first thing I would say is when you're pursuing that internship or making that initial communication to individuals within a particular company is don't give up on the first try, I think. Today, more than ever, there's an incredible competition for attention. Just look at your own email, right? Try as you might. There's just so much information coming at you. Don't be afraid to send one, two, or three follow-up emails because oftentimes we, as individuals, are just trying to get through the day. And then tomorrow comes and we have a new list of to-dos and a lot of communication that comes in again. So make sure you keep coming back. And to be creative in the way you engage a employer. I'll tell you a quick story. I do a lot of public speaking and I get a lot of opportunities and proposals. And oftentimes they all feel the same. In some ways, they don't necessarily sound like they know me in the deepest possible way, but I did get an incredible letter from the individual that is leading the Madison Chamber of Commerce right there in Wisconsin. And it was the personal way he wrote the letter asking me if I'd be interested to speak at their annual event. And it was almost as if he integrated my personal story or my passion with the aims and mission of the actual chamber of commerce. And while maybe it wasn't as high profile as some of the other opportunities I got, or as lucrative, it was the most personal. And so my biggest point of sharing that story is make sure you make it personal in both ways, put some of yourself in that communication, as well as learn as much as you can about that future employer learn about the journey it took to grow the business to where it is and learn about what their mission and purpose is and why they exist in this world that we live in. And so at the end of the day, making it personal is a way to distinguish yourself in what you say and how you show up and what you believe with everyone else in this world of competition for attention.
0: So do the research, make it personal and don't give up. I love it. Thank you, Greg. Great insights on internships, both for students and employers. really appreciate you taking the time to share all these great stories, mantras, wisdom, advice. Thanks so
1: much. Thank you, Elliot. It's been a pleasure having a conversation. Good luck to all the interns out there and future interns. Thanks everyone for listening. Remember to
0: subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you get your podcasts and check out elliottfelix.com for all the episodes and the articles I've written, talks I've given, and more information about the book.